everyone. Welcome to Men on Fire. My name is Micah Wren, a former mechanic and engineer turned transformational teacher. And each week I'll deliver an inspiring message to help you excavate those repressed inner negative feelings and install new thoughts that will finally allow you to truly become the person you were born to be. Hey, one more thing before we get going. Are you feeling stressed, anxious, or frustrated these days? If you are, and you'd like a little help, go to calendly.com forward slash soul mechanic booking and book a 15 minute clarity call with me absolutely free. That's calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com forward slash soul mechanic hyphen booking. Also, if you're looking for an accomplished public speaker to speak in person or virtually at your next event or meeting, I can help you out there too. Okay, let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Men on Fire here on Soul Mechanic TV and Soul Mechanic Radio. I've decided to try something a little bit different this time around, and I'm going to record this up in my loft over my garage, and so I can post this video on Soul Mechanic TV and then also on my podcast, use the audio on Soul Mechanic Radio. So... I have a topic today, which I think that you will all identify with because it's something we've all done. It's getting angry. Yes, today's topic is how to deal with anger. And we've all been there. We've all been there. And many times in my life, especially when I was younger, I was there a lot. I don't know why, particularly, I didn't have an unhappy childhood, but I I just felt quick to anger if something didn't go right uh, with me or or the things I was doing, I I would get angry quickly. And, you know, in today's world, with what's happening to us, presently, this is July 27th, 2020, so the middle of summer and we're getting ready almost pretty much for us second wave of this coronavirus COVID-19 and um, you know we started to open up a little bit and got some more cases so it's it's uh, it's tough we've all been through lockdowns and lots of anxiety and frustration and uh, loss of employment um, and sometimes just receiving a little bit of money from the government whatever that is for you uh, I hope you're doing well and are healthy and happy but today, you know, we'll, we'll deal with the subject of anger because in times like this, we get so frustrated and anxious that we can anger very, very quickly. I mean, just the other day, uh, somebody uh, butted in front of me to get into a line in a grocery store. And, you know, I, I, mean, I didn't get angry because I don't get that excited anymore about with uh, things like that that happen. But, you know, I said, hey, brother, like, this line's back here, right? And, you know, he did, didn't realize what he was doing because we're all a little bit occupied, preoccupied. And that brings me to something else. I think we're also all feeling a little bit offended, or personally offended at things that are that are happening out there. And, you know, uh, kudos to, um, to all the people that were involved in the women's movement, the We Too movement, um, the Black Lives Matter, of course, and 
Uh, it's her absolutely horrendous what's taken place to people of color and indigenous people and different um, sexual orientations and all that should never have happened. How, however, obviously it has, and I'm the first one to say we need to change. However, there's some things that, you know, are, are sm pretty small and I'm not sure if they're if they're just people are being petty now or what, but it seems like people are getting offended about the least little thing. I mean, I just watched the news last night, actually, and I was a former member of the Canadian Navy, and I noticed on there, and the little ticker tape that was going by was saying that the Canadian Navy wants to adopt a different name for some of their rank structure. Now, uh, the enlisted men starts out at, their rank starts with ordinary seamen, able seamen, leading seamen, master seamen, uh, and goes on up from there. Uh, this is something we adopted from the, the British Navy. That's the names, that's the terminology. It's been hundreds and hundreds of years. People have been called that part of the rank structure. However, now people don't like the seaman term. I mean, it's spelled S-E-A-M-A-N. So it re refers to somebody that goes to sea, to sails on the sea. It's not the S-E-M-E-N one, which sounds the same, spelled differently. And you know, it's not a bad word or anything. It's not a swear word. It's something that uh, males actually have in their body. And it's part of life and creating life. So it's not a bad thing. I don't know why somebody would just want to change that, that title, that name. It doesn't make any sense to me. So in that regard, I was wondering, are people just offended, just acting out because they're offended of little things like that? It just doesn't make much sense. So there's so much anger now out there through the frustration and anxiety we've all been through. And, you know, this is not a political statement at all, but I know that wherever you are, different world leaders have been handling things differently. Obviously, we know the ones that haven't been doing very well. And I won't mention his name here. However, we all know who that is. And then through the virus, and we've been through lockdowns and lineups and shortages of things, all things we're not used to in today's society because we've, we've had a, a, a cornucopia of things to deal with um, that have always been there, at least in my lifetime. And I'm 58 years old, so born in 62, 1962. So I've always known abundance always. It's never really been that shy as it is now. But I wanted to talk about four big ideas that will help you deal with anger. You ready? Here's number one. The first idea to help you deal with anger is wait. That's right. Really simple. Just wait. So in psychology, there's this thing called stimulus and response. And so if you're stimulated by something, then generally there's also a response depending on how long the time period is in between. So if you can imagine you're stimulated by something, for example, I was stimulated by that person that bumped the butted in front of me at the grocery store. And then how long did it take me to react? Not really that long. I didn't react, you know, instantaneously thought about it for a second and then just, you know, gently reminded him that this is not acceptable and you have to go on the line. But many of us do this frustration and anxiety we're going through 
actually have that knee-jerk reaction and are acting by impulse. So the, st the time distance between stimulus and reaction, if we can lengthen that, just take a few seconds, a few beats, just a minute or two, even if you can, to just take some time and think that through. What just took place? Why am I so angry? And then uh, have a, a logical response instead of, you know, reacting and maybe yelling or pushing or shoving or whatever that may be. And, you know, our reptilian mind is still there where we're designed to react instantaneously upon attack. But that generally doesn't happen too much anymore. We're not, we don't have to take those things into, into account so much as years and years ago. And people are living on that impulse, that knee-jerk reaction, which is really the, the little me, the ego within that's trying to get out. How dare you do that to me? And then it goes from there. And my good friend Brendan Bouchard calls this the drama mind, where we're, we're locked into the drama of whatever's taking place. And, you know, that's part of the reason that so many of these uh, reality TV shows and drama shows on TV, we, we love them. We love to watch them because we're watching somebody else's drama. We're living it out vicariously. And it, you know, may or may not help you get your fix. For, for drama, so maybe you won't have as much drama in your own life, but I think that a lot of times it's a carryover and we get programmed from watching some of these shows that this is how we're supposed to respond. We should respond like right away. I'm gonna yell at them, I'm gonna slap that person across the face or whatever that case is that we're watching on TV and being programmed to do. So that's the drama mind. And really, if you think about it, getting angry makes you a victim, a victim of this ego and drama mind. You're not a victor of life, you're a victim now of this way that you've been programmed to respond and to, and to act. And if you would just learn to wait that little bit before you react, so there's a stimulus and then wait, just don't jump into it. Just wait for a few beats, a few seconds, as long as you need to, to let the, your mind, your logical mind, think that through and decide on a proper response to the situation. And listening helps too, perhaps even listening to somebody explain to you why they jumped in front of line or why they pulled out in front of you in a car. It, it just If you listen and wait, that allows you to react appropriately. So let's jump to number two on the list of how to deal with anger, and that is wonder. Wondering where your anger came from. Where the heck did all this anger come from? So when we're responding so impulsively to people, when they do things or say things to us, do we ever wonder where's it coming from? Is it really their fault? Is it really what they said or what they did? Or is it from us, within us, from our past? You know, many times we live in our, li our lives in the past and we allow this to, to build up like pressure in a pipe, an old rusty pipe that someone just has to bump into and bang, it bursts. And we're just right on them. And it's nothing they actually did or said. It's, it annoyed us, sure, 
but we just let go on them. And it's not necessary because it's something that happened in our past, something that we hurt us and now we're conditioned to respond to any time anyone even uh, remotely resembles anything that is close to that. Sometimes it doesn't have to be as close to that at all. It's just something and we're just, just PO'd about our past. And that's living in your past, folks. And, you know, there is no other moment than there is right now in this present moment. And the past doesn't exist. Neither does the future because the past is the past. It's done. It's over. And the future doesn't exist either because it hasn't happened yet. And what we're supposed to do is learn from our experiences, our experiences we had in the past, to learn what to do in this present moment and what not to do. And when we do that and we use our past as a teacher, instead of getting embroiled and not letting things go and not forgiving people and, and forgetting what, what took place, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all over. It's all finished. It can't be recreated, but we live it over and over and over in our mind. And did you know that the magazine Scientific American, they actually published that uh, scientists have discovered that about 50% of things we remember are not true. So things we make up stories in our mind about the past. Yeah, sure, something actually took place, but then we've rerun it so many times in our mind we're making stuff up. We're just making it up. So, you know, let go of that past so we don't act so impulsively and live in the moment so we can create a great future. And this way you can find out what's triggering it in you. What's maybe what things that happened, what is it in the past that triggered this, this emotional uh, impulse to let loose? And then maybe you can discover that and deal with that. Maybe perhaps you need some professional help, some coaching or psychological help or hypnotherapy, whatever that happens to be, to help you deal with that. And it's very, very therapeutic to go through those things. Don't be afraid to try that. And what I did to help myself with this was, of course, I mentioned I was very, very angry uh, had a problem with anger in my younger years and I would get so angry sometimes so frustrated and anxious that I'd be at a stoplight in a car and if somebody pulled up beside me and they just pulled away a little bit faster I I had to I had to go like that person's racing me I'm, I gotta win I, at all costs I gotta win I I might even just steer over the car into that person to to get them out of here like I had to win at all costs and I never felt good. It never made me feel good. And many times, of course, you'd pull up to the next stoplight. <laughs> you're both beside each other again. Yeah, that didn't do anything at all. So what I decided to do was to become an observer. So I imagined myself sitting in the passenger seat, looking back upon myself who was driving. And as I would drove the car, when I started to build up with anger, the same sort of thing that was happening, then I'd play the observer and I'd have the observer saying, why are you getting so angry? And I would respond, well, I don't know. Did you not see that? Like that person wants to race me. I got to win. I can't let them go. No. Well, 
why are you like that? It doesn't help anything. Yeah, but I have to win. I, 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 I'm frustrated if I don't win. I'm, I'm worthless. I can't. I, I have to prove my, my worth to myself. Yes, but if you don't take part in this race, will you still have your vehicle? Yes. Will you still be able to go home tonight to your wife or children? Y yes. Will you still have your job? Yes. Then why are you racing this person? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. So it allowed me to, again, go back to number one and wait for, for a second or two to think about this. And by the time I was done with that, I was no longer angry and I let that person go and it didn't bother me anymore. So I kept doing that until it just didn't bother me. I didn't get angry anymore at that. And I use that for many things in my life. It's kind of stepping outside of yourself and looking back at yourself and asking yourself questions. Sounds maybe a little bit weird, but it works. You could try that yourself if you like. So many times we get so angry because all we want in life, as a lot of people want, is just to feel valued and appreciated and respected. And many times we don't get that. I mean, especially at the places of employment, how many, there's not that many great bosses or managers out there, guys. There's just like, well, you get your yearly review. Oh, thanks. Uh, do I get a raise? No, no, no raise today. Oh, but really, what you really wanted was a pat on the back saying, man, you're doing great work. You're, you're doing well. I mean, the company's doing well. You're doing really well. We appreciate you. We respect you for who you are. You always show up on time. We love that about you. I mean, if you were just told that, you you might even forego a raise and say, yeah, you know what? I'm here because they appreciate me. And many times that's all we really need to to get by in life. But we we rarely get it. So it builds and it builds and nobody appreciates me. Nobody respects me. Nobody takes the time to, to tell me I'm valued. I'll show them. I'll show them how valued I am. I'm going to get so angry, they're going to figure out my value. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. But that's one of the reasons that we get angry. So number three on the list of how to deal with your anger is, I don't know why I'm mad. And there is a reason you, like I just mentioned in the last one, we wonder what made us so mad. You don't even know you're mad. So if that happens, what I tend to do is to ask yourself, if I was my highest self, so if you were who you really ascribe to be, who somebody that you know helps people, loves people, is loved back, takes the high road um, almost all the time, if you're that ascribed to be to that person, what would that person do when someone cuts in front of them with the car? What, how would they react? So you can ask yourself, how would that person react? Or how would your older self react? Let's say 20 years from now, 25 years from now, when you're, you're older than you are now. And because you're older, you've got more experience. And that's that's part of life. As we live longer, we get more experience in life. 
So our older self, who maybe is that person that we wanted to become, looks back and say, listen, bub, don't do that. Don't get so impulsive. Don't live with the drama mind. There's no need to. You're never going to get to where I am now, and that's where you want to go. So why are you acting this way? And the last one that I use, actually, I got from Neil Donald Walsh. And that's to ask yourself, what would love do now? What would love do now if somebody but in front of me in the lineup to get to the grocery store? If somebody turned out of the street and cut me off on the way to work? If people cut me off on the highway on my commute? What would love do now? And I think you could probably answer that yourself. Because with love, you'd be acting out of kindness, compassion, empathy for them. They cut me off in the car because somebody was sick in their family and they had to get home to them. Or somebody was in an accident, they had to get to the hospital. Or maybe none of that's true, but who cares? Let them go. Just let them go. If somebody's speeding, let them go. Move over for them. Let them go. There may be a very good reason for it. And if there isn't, they'll learn eventually that that's not what you should do. So what would love do now? A very important question to ask yourself to help you deal with your anger. And number four on the list of how to deal with anger is, is well-being, your health and your happiness. So how can you help other people? And I find by being of service, by helping others, it raises you up and gives you a new purpose. That why would you be angry with people? How can you be angry with people when you're trying to help them, first of all? I mean, some people don't want your help and you can only offer it so many times and then you have to walk away. It's just not their time. It's not their time to, to get your help because they don't realize it what they what they need or you're not the right person you're not saying it in the right way for them just like what I'm telling you today maybe it makes sense to you or maybe you've heard it before and you didn't get it and now you're getting it or vice versa it all depends on how you perceive the message because our perceptions are all unique and think of people like Nelson Mandela for example Somebody who was incarcerated in Africa and just broke stones in a hot sun and humid air day after day after day and year after year after year. And the only crime he committed was being black. That's it. And they finally let him out. And what did he do? Did he get upset? Did he grab a gun or a machete and try to harm people? No. He acted with kindness, compassion, and empathy for those people that treated him wrongly. So he forgave. He didn't forget, but he forgave. And just think of the millions and millions and millions of people that were served by that throughout the world, not just Africa, but throughout the world to use his example to how to get above that drama mind, get above that ego, 
and live without that, live without the anger that he repressed for so long. I'm sure initially he was, he was terribly angry, but after a while, he couldn't let that eat him up, which is what is going to happen to you. And that's part of your wellness and your happiness. How can you be healthy and happy living with that stress of always constantly being angry with people? Just let it go. Let it go. And that way you can help yourself become who you truly were born to be. Now, I've tried this video and audio concept to see how it would work. I'd love it if you would like and subscribe. And I'd love it too if you would just give, leave me a comment so I know that you're listening. And I'd love to, it doesn't matter, negative, positive comment, I'm in for them all. So anyway, thank you so much for listening today. And I look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. Bye for now. Hey, are you having trouble living the life of your dreams? Guess what? You're not the problem. It's not that you're not smart enough, deserving enough, or even hardworking enough. The problem is that you haven't yet installed the one key belief that will change everything. Want to know what it is? You're the one. That's right. You are the one. The world is waiting for you to give it that one special gift that only you possess. Want to find out more? Head to my website at micaren.com to order my new trilogy, You're the One. The first two books are available together in an omnibus book with the exciting final installment of the series available soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, keep what feels good and dump what doesn't. And remember, live without judgment, give without expectation, and love for no reason. Follow those three simple expressions and you'll be well on your way to an inspirational, intentional, and successful life. Until next time, you're the one.